This is making me think of the... Did you guys watch Portlandia? No, no but I know of it. Or SNL, where they're making fun of... Uh, the sweaty balls. <laughs> I, I brought my sweaty balls. <laughs> mm. this is gonna be These sweaty balls are so good in my mouth. All right, moving on. You've seen it. I brought it up. Sorry. That's the one part you focus on. Yeah, he's always focused on his balls. Merry Christmas! Bahoo for a bahoo for a welcome Christmas, Christmas Day. Actually, this will be released on Christmas Eve. I know, right? Something to Merry listen to. Merry Christmas Eve! What day is it today? Christmas Day? Oh, the spirits spirit said it all, all in one, one day. I have nothing to add to that, and I'm not going to sing. What? <laughs> Go buy me a goose, the biggest goose in all of London. Uh, yes, that's that, that extra voice you all hear, fam, is the very famous Terry Love. <laughs> the Terry Love. So mark that down on your bingo, bingo cards, cards twice. <laughs> uh, did you guys see the skit the SNL with the goose and... The Ghost of Christmas, whichever. No. And just recently, Steve Martin and Martin Short did it. Oh, that would have to be great. Got to look on YouTube. They throw the coins. Martin Short throws coins out the window to the kid to go buy the goose, and it takes his eye out. You know the prize goose in the window down the street. The one is. Ah, that's the one. Go and buy it so that Tiny Tim and his family might have a Christmas feast. But what should I buy it with, sir? I'm so poor. Ah, why with this, of course. In here, okay? Please take this for your medical bills. What's that? Oh! oh my god! This crazy old man is whipping coins into the eyes of orphans. I didn't know it was an orphan. Oh yeah, like I look like I have living parents. <laughs> That's great. So, so uh, also, listeners, you may have noticed that I've lost my voice. It's terrible. It's uh, it sounds pretty awful, but yes, this is me. It's David. Don't, I, I promise. Um, you will you will uh, know it's me from the theological ramblings a little later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am here for the food. Yes. Uh, what are we drinking, guys? You want to go through that? We are drinking an unnamed scotch currently, uh, courtesy of the Love family. It is Tulibardine. I probably didn't say that correctly. Sounded authentically <laughs> Scottish. Oh, yeah, totally Scottish. Tulabardine. A red record. Guess who? Without looking back over there. Oh, what what, what album yeah. it is? And it's Christmassy. Mm-hmm. So it's either two things. Because it's red, I would immediately think of Andy Williams. but Far too classic. Oh, far too classic? Oh, then it's Mariah Carey. 
Oh, oh. oh never mind. Because <laughs> I was going to go maybe White Christmas with uh, Bing Crosby. Wish but you, the, you need to be more of influence on my children. Mm-hmm. They need more of that. What? Classic Christmas. Good Christmas music? Then maybe you should play it. Classic Christmas crooners. Classic Christmas crooners. Oh, That's but all what we should have done this whole thing with. The three Ks. Nothing's ever wrong with three Ks. <laughs> I can't be a part of this. You are so regretting coming on this show. Yeah. Oh, we're also eating Danish cookies. Danish cookies. All right. So uh, what are we drinking? We're drinking scotch. What, Terry, what are you drinking? Um, cocoa. Hot cocoa. Going back to my C's. I really wanted to have a drink with you, but we're not going to go into the issues I've had since COVID. Another C. I can't uh. stop myself now. Yeah. I will have whiskey now and then and beer, but not very often. It's tragic. It's not like you're on Sesame Street. I do? COVID. See. I know, because I was saying all that. <laughs> Christmas. I this is a classic cooter. See. I couldn't get it out of my letter head. Letter of the day. And it's the letter of the day. I, that's where I grew up. Speaking of Sesame that, Street. on Sesame Street, <clears throat> I grew up on the streets. Sesame Streets. <laughs> Speaking Speak. of that, are you going to talk about who died? Oh, Bob? You're the guy. Every post is somebody who died famous. and it's Not all of them. I missed a few. A lot. Yeah, poor Bob. What is his name? Who died? I have no idea. Bob McGrath. He was uh, one of the original Sesame Street guys. And earlier this year, uh, Luis died. I forgot his name. Emilio something. So. Sad year for Sesame Street. Why was Bob that? Bob on Sesame Street, but Luis was not really Luis? And neither none of the others are. Maybe because like, Bob Gordon's is just... name is... Is Roscoe and yeah, but I don't know why Bob because I knew his name is Bob McGrath because he used to be on a a group called Sing Along with Mitch. Have you heard of Mitch Miller? Okay, good. My children haven't. Oh, of course your children you have haven't. To... Most people have it. Well, I know, but yeah, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Sing Along with Mitch. Also, Mitch Miller I heard was from Rochester. So my father-in-law points that out every time somebody famous is from something, and he goes, "Oh, that guy's from Rochester." Good people come from Rochester. Yeah, they do. Most. Yeah. most. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was on Sing Along with Mitch, which was, they sang songs like, you know, By the Light of the Silvery Moon and Don't Fence Me In and She Wore a Yellow Ribbon and stuff like that. And so, and they used to play on TV, you know, back in the 50s and 60s and stuff. And Bob was one of the guys in the group. She's never going to leave you alone. So my dad would go, oh, yeah, it's Bob McGrath, blah, blah, blah. So I, I, when I found out that the Sesame Street people's names weren't their names, it like was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like Maria was on a, was one of the uh, Grand Marshals of the Rose Parade a couple of years ago. And they're like, and here's this lady. And I'm like, who's she? She played Maria on Sesame Street. Oh, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> She's so special. <laughs> I didn't know their names weren't their names, I don't think. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. That is sad. Yeah, I know, huh? Yeah. Big Bird's not a real bird either. <laughs> sad. Yeah. But, we're speaking of Sesame Street, what's it called? Uh, we watched Muppets Family Christmas the other day. Have That's such a this? great one, yeah. Have you seen this, Terry Love? I must have, but okay. I don't remember it. It is right the now. best Muppet Christmas special. Oh, I don't know. Christmas Muppet Christmas Carol is pretty great. That's good, but it's already been written. Yeah, so, but it's so good. No, because here's the deal. Muppet Family Christmas is good because all the jokes land. They're awesome. 
first appearance of Fozzie's mom, yeah. who's later in Muppet's Christmas Carol. Also, why they go to Fozzie's mom's farmhouse to have Christmas? Who shows up? The All fraggles. the Sesame Street oh. guys. <laughs> and then who do they find later? The Fraggles. The Fraggles. <laughs> So you have... Oh, you didn't know this. All no. the Muppets. Oh, you need to watch it. It's good. Street, it's super good. All the Fraggles. That's impressive. And the last, like, ten minutes is just them singing Christmas carols. Yeah, it's it's actually quite good. And what's really crazy is them all singing Christmas carols. There's got to be 50 puppets oh, yeah. there. So you have to imagine how it's many voices. puppeteers yeah. are down there. Mm-hmm. And it's only five voices, really. <laughs> right. Well, actually, you got to throw in like two or three more because you got Sesame Street and you got Frank Oz doing half of them. Yeah. They sounded like you at the end. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so they probably did all the recording. And you have the Swedish Chef and the turkey. It's it's oh yeah, there's a so turkey good. in it. And oh my gosh! Yeah, because he was supposed to get cooked, but but Gonzo would try to warn him. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Ozzy's mom. Yeah. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> she was planning on going to Malibu to do surfing lessons for Christmas. But they all showed up as a surprise. Yeah, because she would love it. She did not love it. I like it because it's friends. It's not just the family. Yeah, it's not just one. It's everybody. Oh, yeah. It was literally everybody. Friends, Christmases. Oh, Telly! I've forgotten a lot of these people. <laughs> so I was sitting there looking at all the, the people. Telly uh, didn't exist yet, though. No, Telly was around. Really? Of, yeah. But Elmo's in it, and this is pre-Elmo becoming Elmo. So he's just the red monster in it. But it's obviously Elmo, but he has, like, no lines or nothing. But you're like, oh, that's before Elmo becomes something. And But what's funny, too, is it's just like, you're like, oh, look, there's all the Sesame Street guys. And then the last time, last year when I watched it, I was like, there's no telly. How do they lose telly? Now this show is, like, imperfect. (laughs) (laughs) Almost had it, guys. You almost had a perfect Christmas special. But no. All right, we need to do a disclaimer on this one really quickly because um, we're going to be talking about St. Nicholas, and you should not be listening with small children because we will be spoiling some surprises. Uh, So also, don't listen to our show with children around ever. (laughs) You edit most of the stuff out. But still. Do you need a plate? Do you need a plate? We're, we're going to get Neil a plate because he's a mess. <laughs> Alright, so you guys don't know this, but I figured since we're going to be talking about St. Nicholas, I would do a St. Nicholas quiz and see how well you guys do. Uh-oh. Okay. Sorry. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Alright. Here we go. Question number one. Uh, St. Nicholas was born in the late 3rd century, sometime around 260-280, in the city of uh, Patera. Which is in modern day Turkey. Oh, I was going to go through your A, B's, and C's. You want to hear your A, B's, and C's? Well, because that's because I'm wrong. A is Turkey. B is Egypt. C is Italy. What are you going to go with? Turkey. What are you going to go with? We just discussed how he's a trivia expert. How am I going to even compete? I'll <laughs> have, be wrong. I, I'll say Italy, but I think he's right. You should have gone with Turkey. He's he's correct. Yeah. In modern gobla, day Turkey. Gobla Turkey. <laughs> gobla Gobla. Yeah, good job, guys. All right. Uh, you guys should both know this one here. So tradition says says that he attended the Council of Nicaea in 325, as he was a bishop of Myra by the time, uh, and encountered the priest Arius, who denies that Jesus is God. And what did St. Nicholas do when this angered him? 
Allegedly. Allegedly, right. We'll talk about that too. He stormed out and took the other bishops with him, or he called for the execution of Arius, or he punched Arius in the face. I'm going to go with that one because I like it the most. See. Yeah. So allegedly, and he, punched- he gave him switches in his in his wooden shoes. <laughs> so so allegedly, he punched Arius in the face. But that the 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 documentation on this is, is, is at least a hundred years after um, Saint Saint Nicholas had lived. So a lot of people don't actually believe that he was there, or if he was there, he was he was a priest at the time and not a bishop yet. And uh, there's no record of him actually punching him in the face other than that particular one. That's about 100 years after the fact. Mm. However, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but St. Nicholas, whenever they, a few years back, they did some um, research on his bones, and they found that he actually had a severely broken nose. And so (laughs) maybe Arius punched him back, or the story is backwards, and Arius has punched him in the face. So... Did you say severely broken nose? Severely, like I'm like Owen Wilson broken, like oh, that kind of broken yeah. nose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and some what's really interesting. I don't know if you guys know this, but some iterations of the story afterwards is um, Saint Nicholas is imprisoned because they're like you can't just punch people, dude. And then uh, back then, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the uh, Jesus and Mary visit him. And give him a book of the Gospels and some bishop garb. And then uh, Emperor Constantine says, this guy just had a miracle while he was in prison. Let's let him loose or whatever. So, and, and another version of it is he punched Arius so hard that Arius dies uh, shortly thereafter uh, while pooping. I know. <laughs> wow, where did he punch him? I, that's, the, that's a good question. But um, that's... Wow. <laughs> The legends. The legends wow. are wild Didn't about St. Nicholas. in the ass so hard. <laughs> I really hope kids aren't listening. <laughs> this is going to wreck them. Yeah, can you imagine, right, St. Nicholas punching somebody so hard? Because you're a heretic. All right, all you Protestants who like to sit on Santa's lap, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, all right, you guys ready for the next one? Sure. All right, I'm going to go through a couple of legends. There are tons of legends on St. Nicholas. Um... I, I picked a couple of them. Some one, uh, some of them you might know, but uh, some you might not. So, uh, a legend of Saint Nicholas tells of a time he helped a poor man who was distraught because a he had three unwed daughters and no money for dowry. Oh. B he contracted leprosy and was forced to sell his daughters as sex slaves. Mm, or C he found out his daughters were incre- impregnated by soldiers. I'll suck. <laughs> what was A? A is, uh, he had three unwed daughters and no money for dowry. A. What are you going to go with? Sex slave. Sex slaves? You're going to go with B? Yeah. He he just liked the idea of sex slaves. Yeah, because I'm all for that. (laughs) Uh, The correct answer is A. He had three unwed daughters and no money for dowry. This isn't a legend. (laughs) Terry, do you know the rest of the story? No. Oh, you don't. So the rest of that story is... um, So if you guys didn't know, St. Nicholas's parents died when he was relatively young, but they were super rich. But he didn't care about any of that money. And so when he heard about this um, man who had no dowry for his his girls to get married, mm. which would have forced to them actually to go into sex slavery. So I was technically right. <laughs> he snuck out in the middle of the night and threw um, a, either a gold ball or a bag of gold, depending on which legend you're, you're listening to, through the window. And some legends say it landed in their shoes or landed in their stockings, which is where we get a lot of the tradition from. 
Um, and he did this three nights in a row for each of the three girls. And some say that the last night he threw it through the chimney because the window was closed. Yeah, I heard that he did that yeah. in general, but I didn't say for unwed ladies. Yeah, and, and so... they so unattractive that they need dowries. <laughs> no, this was just back in the day. That's how it works, fourth century. No, they're hot. Cultural, yeah, absolutely. They're hot. They'll take them. No money down. <laughs> yeah, but the dad was so uh, moved by the by the gesture that he kept trying to scout out and see who it was that... Um, that gave him the the uh, the dowry, and eventually found out that it was Saint Nicholas, and so he he proclaimed Saint Nicholas, even though Saint Nicholas was trying to be all in secret. You know, it's like whenever you give, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Um, that was kind of he took that very literally in his giving, and so that, actually, I don't know if you guys have you guys ever seen the Saint uh, the Veggie Tale Saint Nicholas? Yes, it's so good. It goes through this story, and it's and and it, they do it super well. I like. Once I ma- you started telling it little pieces, where you, <laughs> what, when it's in vegetables, it's she's true. like Bob. Well, yeah. Once they're in vegetables, it totally makes sense. <laughs> where is my hair? All right. You probably don't know this one, but this is one of my favorites. Um, another legend of Saint Nicholas tells of a time when he passed by a butcher shop and discovered a a goose. The, the butcher goose in all of London. The butcher had murdered three children and put them in pickle jars. Okay. <laughs> B. The butcher had mistakenly cut off his own hand. Or C. The butcher was being tacked, attacked by a wild boar. I'll go with that one. B. Because boar's head is always at the butcher shop. You're going to say this is where that brand originated. It's connected it? to St. Nicholas. Because okay. he had to cut the boar's head off. I'm going to go with B. All right. So the answer is actually C. <gasps> yes. Right again. <laughs> I'm sorry, not C. A. What the hell? Oh. <laughs> it was sorry. a brief victory. You both, you both were incorrect. The answer oh. is actually A. So uh, he butchered uh, three children. The, the, this is a really interesting story. Like, So this, this butcher kills these three children and then puts them into pickle jars. And then years later, supposedly, this is how the legend goes, is St. Nicholas is walking by and his, like, I don't know, spidey sense is tingling. And so he walks into the thing. He says, I need you to open up these pickle jars for me, these, these pickle vats. And he finds the, the dead children in there. His spidey sense. He's <laughs> catching on. And he, he raises them uh, up. He resurrects the children. And in some, in some versions of it, he then kills the butcher. <laughs> Wait, he raises the children from the he dead. He raises the three it's children from the dead. Because they were pickled, they survived. That's that's really interesting because Jonathan Pejao, do you guys know who that is? Yeah. He's, he's, you tell me, though. <laughs> you tell the listeners who he is. He's a, 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 a literary expert. Um, he's, his expertise is in symbolism. And one of his things when he talks about this legend, he talks about that um, pickling is kind of a preservative thing. And so there's something about like. It is. Yeah. Something about that these children were preserved and and um, that they were given new life by this saint that is significant. And so um, in, in the story or why the story persists. Um, but I don't know if you guys have ever seen like German traditions where they have the pickle in the tree or mm-hmm. the yeah. pickle ornament. That's, that's where that comes from. You Seriously? The, yeah, because you have, what is it? You have to find the you pickle. You have to find the pickle because you hide it in the tree. Right. St. Nicholas found the pickled children. That's literally that's where disgusting. that comes from. I didn't know that's where it's from. That's yeah. another reason kids shouldn't be listening. Really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> the connection to that, le- that story from the St. Wow. Is that my, wild? My older cousins call my dad Uncle Pickle. 
That's because funny. Because of the pickle in the tree, I think. <laughs> because of the pickle in the tree. Not I because did. of anything questionable. In oh, yeah. That was just selling him into sex life. Here, wait one <laughs> Oh, there it goes. That's my, my Mickey's 24-ounce tall boy can. Yeah, it should be I enough. I wasn't sure if there was going to be enough booze. You guys need another fill. Don't worry, I'll get more stuff. Because should have been brown paper bag. Oh, it's right over there. All right. So St. Nicholas died on December 6th. Yeah. Which is uh, in, in 343 AD. And he was buried in Myra because he was the Bishop of Myra. But in the 11th century, some merchant soldiers stole his bones. And then where did they take them? Did they take them to A, Calcutta, India, B, Bari, Italy, or C, the North Pole? <laughs> Yes, it's going to have to be something that ties in with our Christmas. St. Petersburg, Russia. Ooh. Oh, there's Christmassy stuff. Mm. But St. Peter's is more of an Easter thing because of Peter Cottontail. Hopping along the bunny trail. Okay, Calcutta, St. Petersburg, and where? Bari, Italy. Mm, Calcutta. Well, what did these uh, marauders look like? <laughs> uh, if, if I told you that, they would give away the answer. I cannot tell you that. What do these marauders look like? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let's go Italy. The correct answer is Italy. Bari, Italy. <gasps> oh, so they weren't pinstripe suits. And so they, they actually, the, the way it goes is this, not 100% sure if they were stolen or if a deal was cut. Because some of the bones actually still remain in Myra. And some of the bones are actually there's actually fragments of, of his bones here in the United States as well. In um, Were they I think like in New York, to sell them or something. That's the question. Is this like when Michael Jackson had Thank the you. elephant man's bones? Do you that? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what happened with that? He's like bought the elephant man's bones because he's Michael Jackson. He because he's Michael Jackson. It was weird. <laughs> well, maybe that's well. Saint Nicholas is like the most popular saint in the world outside of Mary. Like so, if it, it, he is the most well known and and recognized saint, um, even across denominations or or, or mm. faiths, just because of um, his. And so, bar so these these merchants from Italy, they come into uh, Myra and either they steal these bones, or they um, uh, basically. Um, negotiate somehow to get these bones so that way they can have a famous saint in their um, trading town in Bari, Italy. And so now Bari, Italy is quite literally famous for having the bones of St. Nicholas present there. Hmm. Several years ago, they did uh, analysis on the bones, and it does belong to a guy who had a broken nose in the 4th century. There's only one man who could have that. (laughs) Oh, two, sorry, because... have you Hold guys on. ever done an episode on relics and the weirdness of that? And no, but we can now. Really, yeah, we can. <laughs> Hold on one, one, one second. My, yeah. wife is, uh, my wife is calling me here. Yeah, I was outside building a snowman. Just a second. And, oh, Kermit, wait, wait, wait. Kermit, see. Hello, Emily Bears resident. This is Kermit the Frog. Oh, hi, Piggy. Sure, and we can talk about relics if you want to talk about relics. Yeah, they are weird, and they are super Catholic. Yeah, I don't know anybody else who does relics. No. Right. Why I not? can't even try to. I'm not even trying to think of other popular bones other than the elephant man's bones and the woolly mammoth bones at the dinosaur bones. They're pretty popular. Other popular bones. In the beginning of Nightmare on Elm Street 4, they had Freddy Krueger's bones. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You've seen all of those too? Of course. 
Yeah. I wish we could get see an image of your brain. How much It'd be of it? Tough. You might have exploded your head. <laughs> what? You didn't watch Nightmare on Elm Street? No, heck no. Back then, you would have been like a teenager, like watching it. Yes, I no. mean, sorry. I still am terrified by it. <laughs> I, watch, I won't watch things now either. Stephen King. <laughs> Did you not listen to our Halloween episodes? Remind me. The ones okay. that we talked about a horror movie called Halloween. Halloween or The Exorcist. I, and we watched it. Oh, we talked about The Exorcist. We did. That was, no, that was I didn't a good hear one. that. Or I might have heard the beginning. We're like, we're going to talk about Halloween. Ooh, I like Halloween. The movie. Ooh, it's just good. <laughs> you had just, you go, what's the movie you went and saw? What's the, I might be confusing you with someone else. Did oh. you go see, what's the movie that's out this year, that was out this year at Halloween time? Halloween Killed. Oh, Halloween Ends. Yeah. Yes. Did you guys go see that together? We oh. did it, but it was terrible. We, we did a whole episode about it's how bad it was. That I remember. No, it's terrible. I Don't listen to it. No, 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 no. The movie itself would be a good movie if it had nothing to do with the Halloween franchise. Um. <laughs> but the fact is, it does. And so, yeah. Then so you're like, hey, we're going to show this movie guest starring Michael Myers. <laughs> do you both like horror movies yes. in general? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm not like a horror movie aficionado. So, like, you can't be all like, oh, remember this weird movie that nobody's ever seen? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I, I probably know. feel like you probably actually are. Well, I mean, like, I don't know, like, the the uh, mainstream horror movies I'd probably mm-hmm. really go at. I think horror movies fill a um, part of the the human psyche that's necessary. This, this idea of um, innocence overcoming evil and not power overcoming evil. Because there's never strength that defeats the evil. It's always the innocence. Do they? Does the good guy yeah, always, always win in horror movies, though? Not always, no, but in the good ones, they do. Mostly, oh. yeah, because there are some where everybody, where it's very sad and, and right, like The Ring. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. That, that's most, why that one's so twisted. But the other thing, like you were saying, is it's usually like the virgin or whatever the the good girl that mm-hmm. usually survives. Yeah, it's the new dragon tales, like because dragons can no longer be you said depic- dragon tales. I know, right? Like the depicted as, as pure evil, because um, dragons used to be the incarnate of evil. Um, but since the the merge of east and west and kind of making the smaller world, dragons can't be depicted that way anymore because the east don't see them as that. They're luck dragons, and so um, the luck dragons look like dogs. They do look like dogs. I'm a luck dragon. That was a great movie, also. Remember when uh, the horse died? That was sad. It was sad. I tray like, you. I like ripped my heart out. Did you, you have no idea. Story. <laughs> yes, that's that movie. It was a fantastic movie. I made my wife watch it. She was not pleased. Dude, what <laughs> is up with wives not liking these movies? Like I showed Lisa like Labyrinth. She's like, oh, that's a great movie. Uh, <laughs> like every movie, it's got I Muppets should... and everything. Well, kind of, yeah. yeah. But yeah, dude, almost everything. I'm like Lisa, check this out. You will probably like it. Nope. Nope. Done like anything. Different tastes. There's yeah. Nothing I'm not going to tell you all my opinions on Why, some you don't of those like titles. Either? I don't think I saw a Labyrinth, but I don't love Never Ending Story. What? You don't have to love it. I know. That's not my it's favorite. Amazing. It also has Muppets. What's the one? Uh, Willow. Willow. Was Willow. Good. Yeah, well, that was good. I too. saw that in the theater. Yeah. Same. There's this new series out. I haven't watched yeah, it Yeah, it's on Disney Plus, right? Is it out, out? It's out, out, I thought. Oh. Out, out. Not Mart again. <laughs> All right, you ready for the next one? Yes. All right, St. Nicholas Bones are famous because... They were stolen and he has a broken nose. No. A, they secrete a sweet liquid. Ooh. B, they smell like frankincense. Or peppermint. Or C, they still grow hair. Gross. <laughs> How many questions are here? 
There's only 10. B. How many? What number are we on? B, they smell like frankincense. You're yeah, on six. Yeah. I'm going to go the first one. This uh, secrete a sweet liquid? No, that sucks. Uh, go with the <laughs> frankincense. Frankincense. They secrete a sweet liquid. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, gross. And Bari now collects that liquid every December December 6th. And that's what they make candy candy. And Who they, they collects it? Bari, the city of Bari. So, oh. uh, um, they And they... Um, uh, Distributed as part of its healing properties, and, and so it miraculously heals people. Talking about weird la- uh, um, relic relic stuff. stuff. Yeah, basically the weirdest answer is going to be the correct one because as Catholics, I don't know if you know our history, but it's super weird. <laughs> I don't know if you know our history. But... I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> if it's Especially weird, relics. it's Catholic. <laughs> yeah, take that, Protestants. I mean, you're boring. Religion. I know you're all stuck upness without leaking bones of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> secreting <laughs> sweet liquid. But that means somebody tasted it. That's correct. Oh, gosh. <laughs> she knows somebody did. <laughs> it's coming out of this guy's bones. Let's let's lick it. <laughs> I no, it's I usually can't. the thing is someone took it and go. <laughs> What's the what's the oh, position in the church that deals with all the relics and that does things like sample the liquid? That's uh, Gabriel Byrne in uh, in uh, Stigmata. <laughs> so no, there is a um, there is a division of the of the Vatican that does investigate these these claims, um, and they're usually made up of, for the most part, secular scientists. Okay. Yeah. But then, then there's a person like in. Italy, no, some either. random guy in Italy is the one who tasted it. Like the scientist probably oh didn't taste it. Yeah, there had to be some substantiators. Yeah, I'll take Here, your word you for it. <laughs> Only if they're Catholic. Oh my gosh! How did I get here? You were so regretting it. How did, how did I even get You're to like, Catholic? You're like, they're stuck in my house. Never really <laughs> you know, going to take over the I've finish. heard Not how long an episode goes. Oh, yeah. So how did, uh, you ready for number seven? Yes. All right. We got St. Nicholas has several nicknames. And uh, we're going to go through just two of them to see how if you guys can guess how he got the particular nickname. Mm. So how did St. Nicholas get his nickname? Chris Kringle. I, I was wondering that when I was watching Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I nice. thought it was like the German shortened. Well, here we go. A, it was the Protestants' fault. <laughs> German, <laughs> yep. B, it was adopted from a Nordic folktale of a magician who punished naughty children. Oh, the Winter Warlock. Or C, it was his confirmation saint name. A. C? <laughs> it was A. It was It was the Protestants' fault. So essentially, um, I don't want to get painted into a box. <laughs> I did. Uh, <laughs> wow. So essentially, what, how it works is that uh, Martin Luther and the Protestant Reformation. A lot of them were like, "Well, we want to shy away from this saint stuff." And so the practice at the time was Saint Nicholas brought presents on his feast day, December the sixth. But that's close enough to Jesus' birth to kind of overshadow because kids get excited about getting presents. So they're like, okay, well, let's say that uh, the Christ child brings um, presents on his birthday, right? So it, that's the that's the the Christ Kringle, the Christ the Christ kind. The um, Kringle is use your German accent. I know. David. The, I don't have one, <laughs> especially well, when my voice is gone. <laughs> the Christ uh, Kindle, or 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 however you would say it, Kindle. There you oh, go. Right? <laughs> 
and that's um, that became the legend, uh, and that's actually how gifts started on Christmas Day. Was that yeah. this? Uh, it's the Christ Child who actually brings the gifts. It was the Protestants here that was that wanted to separate from the Catholic tradition of Saint Nicholas, and so it was the Christ Child who brought the gifts, the Christ kind or the Christ kindle, um, which got kind of pronounced as the Christ Kringle. Um, interestingly enough, in many parts of like, probably only interesting to me, in Sweden and other German-speaking countries, um, the Christ Kindle ended up being like a fairy creature because like a baby Jesus can't deliver you gifts. So it must be an angel of some kind. Mm. And so yeah, angels are always and, um, feminine features. And so in, hung- in Hungary, they have uh, angels that bring the gifts. Yep. That's where that comes from. And my, my cousin's wife is, is Hungarian, or her parents are Hungarian immigrants, and, and they're teaching their kids um, Hungarian tradition. And so the Christ and, kind comes, well, which she wears angel, a crown. Well, they, well, I don't think they've gotten to that point, but it's mostly <laughs> just the angels. So, yeah. But the thing is, the angels also put out all the decorations and stuff. Oh, wow. So I was kind of like, how's that going to work when they go to school and they say the angels put up the decorations and then the kids go, well, my dad put up mine. <laughs> you know, because we even said it too, like, because even Lisa's telling a story about me putting up the Christmas lights one time or something. She's like, oh, at our house, the angels don't come. So Neil has to do it. <laughs> and even The Ron, angels won't touch our house. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I'm like, they're Hungarian angels, so they don't come to us. <laughs> And even Robert thought it was so cool when we hung up our Christmas lights in the front yard. He was helping, and he's like, we could be the angels. Aww. And I was like, and we did it when Henry was sleeping. It would be like, we could do it for Henry. So when he wakes up, you see the Super Christmas lights. So he already, gets the, he already gets the whole thing. Yeah, he, oh, he's got it all down. I'm still stuck on the pickle. I feel like if you go to Cost Plus and you see the pretty glass pickle ornament, now you're there's no mention on the back of the... <laughs> Well, dead if you, children. If you break that open, there's children. a finger inside. That used to be a kid's. Oh, I feel like it would lose its popularity. You know, I have a I have a rosary that everybody thinks is the creepiest thing ever. Um, it was a gift uh, because each one of the beads has a um, rep, replica of like a little fetus. Oh. And so they're like tiny little fetuses on so each one of the beads. It's a pro life rosary. Wow. Or you got it from Pam Parenthood with all their leftovers. I know, right? No, it was it was <laughs> a weird gift from somebody. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know about that. So, but it stays in my backpack, and so every now and again, that's the more rosary I'm using to pray with. <laughs> and people are like, "What's in your rosary?" I'm like, "Babies, crazy. <laughs> babies. They're pickled." Oh god. All right. Wow. Okay, that makes sense too. Because a lot of other um, um, nations, their their uh, their Christmas, their gift giving days are different. Either Saint Nicholas Day and or Epiphany. Epiphany makes sense, depending too. on who what it is. You know, yep. either because that's the giving day of the three kings giving the presents or whatnot. But like, was it in Italy? Has what's her name? Baf, La Bafanana. Bafana. Damn. He's going to be making fun of me. It's like some weird old lady witch person who brings presents. Oh, or, um, Baba Yaga? That's that's Russian. No, it's something like that, but different. Oh, gotcha. Now it sounds terrible. And Lisa, you know, oh, no, she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, she doesn't listen to <laughs> no, it. You know, but I've heard of her before, too. And then, like, Robert's, like, now listening or learning about different countries, t- holidays, which are mostly Christmas. And... <laughs> 
Sorry. That just reminded me. Like, my favorite right now is because, you know, how nobody says Christmas anymore and everything's holiday. And my favorite is when you listen to, like, the easy listening station here in town. And they're like, all of your favorite holiday music. That's only Christmas music. <laughs> I it's know. the way they should be they, saying. They don't play dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I said that, too. I said, if you're going to call it holiday music and you want to sound inclusive, throw that dreidel song in there. I don't think there are any Kwanzaa songs, but you got to do something else. Because you, what's the point? It's all Christmas songs. And I understand that, like, Happy Holidays or Jingle Bells don't actually, some of those songs don't mention Christmas or something, but come on. It's like I'm listening to... Watching the um, NBC does a show before they light the Rockefeller Center uh, tree, and they just people sing songs. Have you seen this? The lighting of the tree, yeah, yes. But they have all the musical acts and mm-hmm. everything. So they're sitting there introducing everybody, and they're like, now here's this person singing their new holiday song, Christmas is Christmassy Christmas. <laughs> And it's like, you can't say Christmas song? Is there like this referendum and stuff? You know, because when you say there's the war on Christmas and stuff, and then most of the, you know, the people are like, there's no war on Christmas. You can say Merry Christmas all you want, except in advertising or anything else. Well, even the problem with Happy Holidays is that the the etymology of holiday means holy days. Well, that's true, too. But even the fact is, it's like they're totally trying to change everything, which I think is funny because... Since the 60s, Christmas has been commercialized and secularized anyway. Like, Muppet Family Christmas. They Mm -hmm. talk to the Fraggles, and they say, what's Christmas? Oh, Christmas is a day you get together with people you love and wish peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And that is it. And maybe songs and presents (laughs) and ham. (laughs) That's why I always emphasize with the kids, like, Santa Claus does what he does because he loves Jesus. And and that's the whole point, and that's why it's on Jesus' birthday. You want the, you want the uh, that picture that I have the little statue of Santa Claus praying. At the oh, I have one of those too. I have a, as an ornament on my Christmas tree. My, my grandma had one of those, and I found another one. I used it on the search weekends, and I put it in the corner, <laughs> and I went to my garage. That's funny. And then I was like talking to Lisa. I was like, "You want to put this out?" She's like, "No, it's kind of creepy. I don't like it." <laughs> that's the same. I got one when I was like twenty, and living on my own. My first Christmas tree that was just mine. And then later when I got married, Kevin hated that ornament. I'm like, that, same. That's, cre- that's the one you're talking about that Lisa thinks is yeah, creepy. So, so yeah, Santa, that's creepy. It's like Santa in full red, yeah. full red, but no hat. So yeah, Coca-Cola Jesus. Santa. Kneeling before oh, the that yeah, yeah, It's coming. Yeah, sorry, Coca-Cola. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I do know a bit about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm all right. So then, I did not prepare, but I know some of this. Hand me that whiskey. There. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Passing the whiskey. Whiskey's uh, in hand. There we go. From left to right. Like All right. So uh, Santa has another nickname. Uh, St. Nicholas has another nickname, which is Santa Claus. Right? Oh, Santa Claus. Yeah. So h- how did he get this name? Was it A, from an Americanized Dutch name for St. Nicholas, B, from children who couldn't say St. Nicholas properly, or C, it was his confirmation saint name? I go A. Same. Yeah. It was the Dutch um, who Sinterklaas is his name. Yep, exactly what you just said. That was their their name for him, which essentially means Saint Nicholas. Um, And uh, we, because Klaus, Nikolaus, yeah. 
uh, and uh, we Americanized that and turned it into Santa Claus. Actually. And there were Dutch settlers in America. There were. Because and remember, old New York used to be New Amsterdam. That's actually where we're going next. <laughs> there we, Neil's starting, we're catching, now we're getting to the, the time where Neil was born. And so he's, <laughs> he's more familiar. Well, my, big giant. <laughs> my grandpa traded with the Indians like $42 for the island. In 1809. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I'm always made fun of for being old. When we hang out with people who are all there. Yeah. And nobody gives them crap. You do. I, why, <laughs> when did I see that? Pretty much every time I see you. There's a reference. <laughs> so it, it, clearly now we know why. Like you have to, I have to, you have to unload have, a little. Like the person who gets picked on too much is the yeah. one who bullies everybody. It's all right. Else. I'm secure in my age. <laughs> no, I am too, I guess. But it's just like. He's not secure in his age, which is why I pick on him about it. <laughs> Like when we hang out with like Hector and stuff, and they're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that Civil War must have been rough, huh, Neil? It's oh, my like, gosh. And I'm like, you guys don't make fun of this guy. He's seven years older than me. That's true. We don't make fun of him. It's like Vin Diesel. All right, here we go. <laughs> what famous writer of the Knickerbockers' History of New York from 1809 successfully introduced America to Santa Claus that visits children in the night, Clark Moore, yeah, we're not there yet. Oh. In the Clark. night, to, uh, to bring presents while smoking a pipe atop his flying wagon, was oh, it wagon. was it A. Nathaniel Hawthorne? Oh yeah. Was it B. Washington Irving? Mm, the guy who told us about Columbus. Or was it C. Herman Melville? Oh, I don't know. A. You're going with Nathaniel Hawthorne. What yeah, would you like? He's to the one I don't know. I, I wouldn't have thought any of those. I don't have. I have no idea. What was B? Washington Irving. Irving. Shoot. I'll say Washington Irving. Washington Irving, Irving is correct. Oh, yes. I heard that he gave us he gave us uh, the legend of Sleepy Hollow, which you well, you well, love. I like that one. And and then Rip Van Winkle, and he wrote this uh, which is mostly a satire. And the, the story of Columbus where he says that the earth is round when it's not. Yeah. Or I mean, he's not the guy who did it. And everybody knew that. But Washington Irving wrote, wrote a story about it and there 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 becomes fact and interesting. Yep. Because he was a fantastic writer. And it's a legend. It's a legend. Punching in the face. Yeah, but Washington Irving didn't write that one. Now he said something about Christopher Columbus punching. (laughs) Is the pickled children more substantiated than the... No. You're stuck on the pickled children. I really am. (laughs) And the ornament originating from that. Yeah, You have a pickle ornament? I'm going to buy you another pickle ornament. If you want one, you want my dad's pickle ornament? I especially don't want one now. now. (laughs) It's in the storage unit. Those, uh, those, they must have originated ages ago, but I don't remember yeah. them when I was a kid. Yeah. Those pickles. Were so they've those come back around. Yeah, that was, yeah. Oh, God. That's, That's so terrible. Gross. Isn't it gross? It's, it's hilarious, though. Uh, last one. You guys ready? Yes. From that inspiration, a poem released. Clement in, Moore. Yeah. In 1823, <laughs> later attributed to Clement Clark Moore. Told the story of St. Nicholas' visit on a night before Christmas. Mm. The poem was originally titled, A, The Night Before Christmas, B, Twas the Night Before Christmas, or C, A Visit from St. Nicholas. Last one. That's correct. It was the last one. I have it sitting in the basket over there. I read it to the boys today. Nice. Literally today. There's a fun game that my dad taught us, or something where you could do a game where you could do... um, Either a gift exchange or something like that. And we first did that with the gift exchange. And then I, I've done something where when I have the family over for Christmas Eve, um, the last year I bought 
like uh, I think I got like in and out gift cards or something. This is what I did. So it's a gift. So the idea is I put them in envelopes. And the only envelopes I had were church envelopes because I had so many left over. And then to add weight, I have all these extra like casino player cards <laughs> and put them all in these envelopes. So everybody had an envelope with a card in it. <laughs> all right. Well, that's not the point. The point is. God. All right, Terry. I'm super anxious to hear this. <laughs> All right. I was just pointing out on how if you have an empty envelope, you know you don't have the present. Oh. So I put a dummy weight in it. Gotcha. Come on. Engineering student here. So you take the, you, what the idea is, is it's a, like a game of hot potato or something where you pass it, you know, from the left mm. to the right. But you do it when you read the, the, the night before Christmas, but you move it every time you say Christmas, mm. every time there's a body part. That's creepy. No, we'll let read Night Before Christmas and you will hear it. Touching our nose from his foot to his head, his dimples, his face, his, oh, all that stuff. Bowl full of bowl jelly. Bowl full of jelly. But, which is, none of those are, <laughs> none of those are body parts. It's the, the description of his belly. Yeah. <laughs> There's even the thing where it's like, a breast is the snow. And we were all, breast counts. <laughs> or something. And the best part, as you also move it every time you say a reindeer name. Oh, wow. So when they mention all eight all reindeers, reindeers, you just go like, that's yep. the mad dash. So the idea is you just move around. You don't know what it is. So it's kind of fun. So we did that with presents once. And what was very funny is the very first year we were, it was kind of like my dad said we we're going to do a white elephant, but we didn't do the white elephant game. And I don't think he understood that there's a game he, I think he just said, everybody bring a present, we're going to switch it. <laughs> he thought he came up with it. I'm like, this is a great well, idea, guys. He came up with this other thing, but he called it White Elephant. I'm like, that's not how White Elephant goes, Dad. <laughs> but the idea is we were passing these presents, but the problem is some are heavier, and you're passing it and wrapping, like it's ripping. And, oh, yeah. But what's hilarious is the amount of moves due to the story mm-hmm. are the ex- same exact amount of the amount of people we had. Well, that's funny. That it hit back to you back at the, the very original. end of the story. That's funny. So we moved them all around. <laughs> How many times? And it's like, this is the one I bought. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then he's just like, you effing piece. <laughs> and he's like, all right, we'll do the reindeer thing. What are the odds? Because that's great. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I was already mad that. I'm like, you said white elephant. Now we're doing this bull thing. And then we all got our own presents. <laughs> Can you screw up Christmas anymore? <laughs> you ruined Christmas. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. All right, so moving, moving, continuing with this St. Nicholas theme, I had a question uh, that I wanted to, to bring up for discussion. was like, how, with your kids, do you handle the whole St. Nicholas Santa thing? And, like, at what age and how was, was the whole of the truth revealed to your children? Hmm. To your children? Or child. Well, I don't have children that have figured it out yet. <laughs> hey, all right, I was right. going to say, how's yours? Yeah. Yeah. Terry does. Well, yeah, Ter- Terry's kids are... Never mind. Old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay, Neil. Terry's kids they're are secure, kids too. Right <laughs> they're secure, too. They're secure in their, their ages, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, well, so interestingly, and you guys know, we started off with kids and Christmas as Protestants, so <gasps> there was no St. Nicholas. Hey. What? <laughs> What'd you say? I said faint. <laughs> no Saint Nicholas. No understanding of that. Yeah, but and you still had secular Santa We had Santa. Yep. 
And well, and we were Christians. So you had. So we had Jesus as well. Yes. Oh, he was the, the Christ kind. The Christ, goal, <laughs> the Christ <goal> calls. Chris <laughs> Christ. Not goal. a lot of German heritage. Oh, actually, some. But we didn't know that then either. So well, anyway, we. That's where the pickle comes from. <laughs> the dead children. We did with good. stockings, and I mean, we t- we didn't have the ornament. Kevin eliminated the Jesus and Santa ornament. <laughs> um, <laughs> we we introduced Saint Nicholas after we understood, but I I've failed. There's probably two years where I've done Saint Nicholas, and I'm like, what? This is wait. Are we talking about? Are you asking her the question about Saint Nicholas itself or Santa? I thought all Both. of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Keep going. He wants me to stay concise. I know. No, I just was thought you were. She was going off on something you didn't mean for her. To no, that's exactly. She's going exactly. All right, right I'm sorry. I'm wrong. <laughs> well, you ended though with how they find out. Right. How do we tell them? I played it down a little because I I wanted the credit for the fun big gifts that a lot of people do. Okay. Like oh, Santa you're like brings my wife. everything. That is me too. Because I'm like, okay. It's terrible. No, but, hey, okay, real quick. Right now, they're, in the last five years, I've also heard this thing where, you know, they put on Facebook. It's like, don't have Santa give iPods and stuff. iPods. Now, how old is this? iPods. <laughs> how old recent, are you? In recent years. <laughs> don't have them give your Apple to computers. No, but it's like, don't have these super fancy gifts from Santa because there's other kids who don't get nice gifts from Santa, and they wonder why they didn't, you know. Yeah. So bad kids. kids. The poor kids don't get nicer yeah. things from Santa. But if that iPod is from mom and dad, then it's like, well, my parents have money. They can afford it. Wow. So I was like, that's good. Because if I buy the Castle Grayskull set, I bought that for you. <laughs> and Santa got you this wooden duck. Because have you seen? <laughs> have you seen <laughs> elves? Have you seen, what's it called? Have you seen uh, Pringle and Pringle and Springle? <laughs> Oh, whatever those elves are, Santa Claus is coming to town. That's what they made. Well, we did the stockings and, and we did cookies and milk, but I we didn't play it up a ton because I don't think I was super comfortable with it. But I love the imagination of it and the story and the magic and. But uh, and then how did they find out? I no formal. I think they've all. It'd be interesting to ask them. No formal sit down reveal. Right. No, it's tragic. probably they caught you in something. <clears throat> they caught the tooth fairy. <laughs> you mean literally caught? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. And the description of it was hilarious. It was Kevin trying to slip the money under the pillow. And the way I think it was Kana telling the story, there's big hairy arm. Like <laughs> she saw his big hairy arm. Like that's not. And you're like, you have to like, see this rock movie called the tooth fairy. That's how he looks. <laughs> he has hairy arms. Yeah. Yeah. That, I oh, mean, and I, my arm. brother and I both have sad memories of finding out the truth about Santa. So then, like, you're all in yours? with this. Like, we didn't want it to be super tragic. What are our... Yeah, yeah now I want to hear it. It's got to be better than I, Gremlins. I... Oh, man. I just was persistent. Wait, you've seen Gremlins, right? Yes. Firemen came and broke through the chimney top. And me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird. And instead, they pulled out my father. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve, his arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck, died instantly. 
And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. I, I got an inkling from some kid at school, and then I would not let my, like, I grabbed onto my mom's conscience and wouldn't let go. Like, Mom, tell me the truth. Tell. And she finally did, and then I lost my mind. Like, what? Oh. And my brother, I think How I old were told you? him. I was probably third grade, not that oh, young. Wow. Yeah. Not that young. It's young. Third grade's young enough. Really? For I don't know. Don't say it. Come on, my kid. What grade is Robert in? Kindergarten? Oh, yeah. See? So that means I only got three more years? And Joel's no. in fourth grade. I mean, I hear about, I yeah, think I my like kids were, grade. my kids were much older than me. I felt too young. I think yeah. third grade. I don't know. I thought, mm. well, yeah. How old were your kids? 15. Okay. Well, I mean, honestly, I heard a story of somebody who found out their freshman year of high school. Oh, shit. Yeah. But granted that she had a significantly older brother who played along. And so, like, if older brother believes, then. It's got to be true. But then she found out some for some friends in high school. Well, I think for the sake of the younger kids, the older kid believes long, like, yeah. well, not just plays along. I mean, at some point plays along, but yeah. believes longer because you're just trying to keep it going for the younger ones. Because once one finds out, it's harder. Yeah. They did play along, but not for very long. I know Especially that, when you have like a gap, too, because you have four kids. So, like, how's, what's the difference between Ours Joel are and really John? close together, though. They're all, like, two years apart. They're four apart. years apart. Joe and John? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm total. <laughs> I don't even know what you said. Two years. They're all. They're each they're two. two years. Years. Okay. Yeah. So anyway. Oh yeah, because you didn't have your kids when you're Catholic, so they weren't so close together. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a joke on us. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I lived it. Um, yeah. I think I answered the question. Yeah. That was. But did you do Saint Nicholas stuff later? I tried, but I think it's unfairly close to Christmas. I mean, we know why, but we just heard the whole right. history. But I tried, like people talked about it, and I'd see stuff on Facebook, and the years that I tried to do it, I would mess up. And one, one, one year, the second time I did it, and it wasn't right after the first year because I skipped a few, I, got, I had this whole big thing and went through all this effort to get the gifts, and then... They were old enough they wouldn't go to bed. Like, they weren't going to bed early. So I'm, like, dying, waiting for them to go to sleep so I can put stuff in the shoes. But it's I remember seeing your posts, Neil, the shoes out and our other friends. But my son, Joseph's birthday is the 5th, then the 6th. Oh, wow. That's yeah. too much. It's too much. Too much. Yeah. Too much shopping. Too much pressure. See, we when I was a kid, we did the six because we lived in Germany at the time. Oh. But then we didn't um, we didn't do it anymore. We moved back to the states. It was more like, oh, we do this because we live in Germany. What we, did, so did did you live on base? Yeah. Okay, because you know some people live in in the city, right. depending on. No, we lived on base. But did, so did you kind of so did you know like German traditions and stuff? Were a little you, like, bit enough. Outside of yeah, a little bit because they teach you stuff in like schools and things like that. Like I even had a German class to like help with the language. Did you grow up Catholic? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, his mom's still Filipino. Yeah, yeah, she's Filipino, which means which means my dad converted to Catholicism, or else she beat him <laughs> with a chancla. Oh wait, no, that's, what are you guys that's Mexican. Sorry. Same thing, but no, sorry. we don't call it. Chancla. Uh, yeah, sorry. I grew up in L.A. and I'm part Mexican, so everything's chanclas. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find out, Neil? About about Saint Nicholas and Santa Claus. Um. Well, with Santa, we've always had Santa, and my mother was probably one of the best at Santa ness. Like all the Santa Claus presents were in its own wrapper. 
Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, yeah. We do the same thing too. You got to play it out. Yeah. 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 Oh God. And then. And then I'd sneak the remaining roll into the trash where they wouldn't see. <laughs> exactly. It. See, that's good. Yeah. And like, but like, we'd have presents. Sometimes we'd have presents under the tree. Like, I don't know how long before because I'm using my childhood memories. So it's like six years they sat <laughs> under the tree mocking me. But there'd be presents under the tree. Maybe if. Friends came over and said, oh, here's some presents for your kids. And they go into the tree and they're just there. But then all the Santa Claus presents died. And also, my mom also did this thing where we had like zero presents under the tree on Christmas morning. Everything were in piles. Dad's pile, mom's pile, my pile, and Sarah's pile. We did the same thing with our kids, too. And it was that way even, you know, all throughout my life. Like, you know. Boy, then you really better have the fairness thing worked out. To a point, well, we only had two kids, too. But, you know, even if you had more, you'd always look. It's like, well, I did get a radio, and Sarah got this, or two of these, or something. And, you know, but, yeah. But, um, so all that kind of stuff. I don't think we, and um, I was one of the people who, like, held on to Santa for longer. Because mm-hmm. there's four of us cousins that are older. And my cousin Erica, who's six years older than me, so she was like the one who's like, there's no Santa. It's like, yeah, you just don't believe because you don't believe in anything, <laughs> you know, and because she was the more rebellious one and everything anyway. And then my cousin Jason was kind of like, oh, I don't think there's Santa. But then Raina and he, Jason and I are the same age. And then Raina is a little bit older than me. She's three years old. And she kind of like held on to it a little longer too. But like, I, I don't think it was till I was sixth grade or so when I realized wow. it. Because it, and like I said, what I was saying is, I think it's because they catch you not actually doing Christmas. Mm. They catch you in a lie where it's like, oh, what do you mean you bought that? Santa Claus got that. Because it's when your dad goes like, oh, yeah, I remember when we had to find that at Macy's or something. Blah, right. blah, blah. And you're like, what? Because and even my cousin Matt said, I knew Santa wasn't real. When, when my dad said something about the dog toy. Mm. <laughs> and he's like, but Santa brought the dog toy. So I was like, oh, that's how it happened. And that's what I did. And I was like, what? There's no Santa Claus. And my dad was like, shut up. Your sister's <laughs> going to hear you. Because I'm, I'm three and a half years older than Sarah. So like that would have like been like. <gasps> but I mean, here I am, like 12 almost or something. I'm like, what? It's so stressful as the parent. Yeah. You know, so. but And like with Santa, with our kids, what's funny is like. I don't think I've said anything about Santa. Like, I've never talked to really about it. Do you do stockings and stuff? We do stockings and stuff, but I've never, like, really was like, oh, well, Santa Claus is going to come and give you presents or anything. Right. And we put presents out, and I've even put things out, like, like when I made him his, like, racetrack and stuff, and even when he was real little, and, he, and we put together a little kitchen and stuff, just put it together, it was there. I didn't say what Santa's. I didn't say what's right. from us. I didn't do anything. But I'll say, hey, yeah, that racetrack, I bought you. That's <laughs> like just like GV. She's like, I don't like the fact that Santa gets all the credit. <laughs> yeah, because part of me was like, oh, I do understand, you know, when kids are in school right. and other kids don't have nice things because their Santa's poorer. But, <laughs> but then again, I'm like, if I'm going to work my ass off to get you the place, the bat. The bat cave, you know. So, but then I'm like, ah, it works out well too. But so I didn't say anything. But what's funny is like when Robert was like two, and we're reading like stories and stuff, 
And and he's like, can't wait till Santa gets here. I'm like, so what's going to happen when Santa gets here? I don't know. Hang out, maybe play a game. Aww. And I'm like, what? Because he's so like, He wasn't catechized well about Santa. No. Yeah, I guess. Well, like, literally, I didn't teach him anything. He learned it from whatever's, you know, or, I mean, I don't know. Like, I really made sure. It was just like, let's see what happens. And there was this storybook. I forgot what it was, but... It, I think it's some story about this grandma who ran buses, and they did a Christmas one. I don't remember. Some kids, you know, when we'll they do a series it. or whatever. And then they did one where it's like, well, it's winter, and they can't run the buses, so she runs the snow plows or something. I forgot what it was. but at, And we don't have it, so maybe it was a library book. But at the end of the book, there's a party, and Santa Claus shows up. Ooh, ooh, and it's like, oh, good. We'll give him some cookies, and we're all hanging out and having a good time. So I was like, that's what happens. Because he was just like, he's just going to hang out. And I'm like, is Robert going to be crushed? Is that that doesn't stick around. Doesn't show up and like. Hang out. And hang out with him. Like, Aww. I don't think he, he even cares about presents. He's like, oh, hey, come on, we're going to do stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. So, hmm. so it's like, you know, that was just, it was trippy to me that that was the deal. And now he's talking about him a little bit more, but he knows more and stuff. But, right. Because of friends. Yeah. Well, there's friends and, you know. Like you're saying, we're watching enough TV shows. You know, we've watched Rudolph and Frosty and Santa Claus is coming to town and everything. So you're learning like 50 different versions. Of right. Santa. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the Rankin Pass Pagan Santa. Where we're like, oh, I haven't shown him that one yet. <laughs> that was one of my favorite ones. What is it? as a kid. The, I, don't, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, the, the Life loved Adventure it. or the True Life, the Life Story of Santa. Or something like that. Damn. It's, you know what my kids liked older was the Santa Claus. Oh, with Tim Allen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think because that one, that is like the older version of making it believable. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like mean, passed believable. on kind of. Like, yeah. oh, now you're Santa Claus. Yeah. And now Magic. it's not as, it looks a little more realistic, the North Pole even. And the, yeah. I, realistic isn't the right word. I don't know what the yeah, word is. If you want is, realistic, but... you need Santa Claus the movie starring <laughs> mm. Dougley Moore and John Lithgow. Oh, man. <laughs> you know every movie in the world. That movie was good. I saw that in the theater too. <laughs> Dudley Moore. Hmm. Yeah, they had like special feed to that you put the reindeer. That's how they flew. And John Dent and John Lithgow wanted to put those things into like lollipops for kids so they can fly. <laughs> that makes sense. And they did. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Good movie, I guess. I mean, yeah. All right, sorry, whatever. Watch it, <laughs> Watch it people. Um, but <clears throat> I've always thought of like. My explanation to right to the kids, my future children, you know, is the way I was, you know, thinking. And now, if if Robert ever really wants to ask, and now that he's learned about these other countries and stuff, it's like, oh, how could Santa Claus get to every country and every night? Well, it's like, pff, well, because Santa Claus is in every country in the world. You got all the countries. That yeah, you got that Christmas. fairy. <laughs> you got the angels in Hungary. Yeah, Krampus. You got, well, yeah, you got good old Krampus coming over. Bad kids. But, I mean, you got St. Nicholas is coming in on St. Nicholas Day to the Dutch kids and German kids or whatever. And and you got... Wise men. The wise Southern men. Hemisphere. Bringing, bringing, bringing presents on, on uh, Epiphany. And you got um, Bafanana or whatever bringing her <laughs> witchy presents. You got Pierre Noel going out in, in, in France. So, I mean, these guys are helping out, you know? You know, we got American Santa. We got Father Christmas in England. In, in England. 
Come I said my dad did better, it. man. Yeah, yeah, that was great. You always say that the other we day? We did. Okay. My, my dad, I thought, did it the best. And I think that that's how I'll do it with my kids, too. I remember, like, so I figured out the Santa thing super early, but I played along because I was worried that if my parents knew that You'd stop getting presents. I would presents stop getting would presents. Stop. Mm-hmm. But it, oh, tell, tell them how you figured out that Santa wasn't real. So, so the first thing that I did was, like, I, there was one particular toy that I wanted. It was the um, the Hot Rod Transformer. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the 1986 what movie. Yes. Yeah. You got the, it right. The 1986 Transformers film. Transformers the movie. Oh, it was so Thanks. good. Which is different than Santa Claus the movie. <laughs> or Superman the movie. Or Star Trek the motion picture. <laughs> the main character in this movie, it was like my favorite movie for the longest time, was this um, Hot Rod. And I was like, I want That's that his toy. Name is Hot Rod. His name is Hot Rod. He's done by John Hirsch as his voice. <laughs> I was like, I want he that had toy. The touch. But my concern was, like, I don't think Santa's real because Santa's handwriting looks a lot like my mom's. And my parents always want me to circle toys in this book, you know? And so I was like, I'm not telling my parents anything about this toy. I'm only going to pray to Santa <laughs> because that's how my Catholic little that's boy head works. To Santa, I love <laughs> And if I don't get this toy, then Santa's not real. Come Christmas, I didn't get the toy. I was, was like, all right. a risky little... Oh, yeah. My favorite is when I when we were talking about this, I don't know how many years ago, and you're like, yeah, I knew Santa was, didn't, uh, wasn't real. I was like, how? Well, I didn't get what I wanted. I said, well, how did you ask? Oh, I prayed. <laughs> I was like, who prays to Santa? <laughs> oh, <He's>... David. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and it was Hot Rod, not Rodimus Prime, right? Right, it was Hot Rod. That was the one I wanted. Uh, Hot Rod was better. And then, um, and then the the next year or a couple of years afterwards um, of playing along with this, um, I remember opening up my parents' room and they had left a present for my sister, like just out. And I knew my sister like a girl's bike or something like that. And so I, I shut the door and then I I made sure like my sister didn't go in there. Is your little sister? Yeah. And I told my parents, hey, I was like, "Hey, you guys left this this out," and my dad was like. Oh crap! David knows, right? And then so they, it was so like serious and cute. It was the funniest thing ever. They sat me down, and my dad says, "What do you know about Santa?" I'm like, <laughs> "Did he have a more intense talk about he, Santa than he did about Santa?" Absolutely. <laughs> you know, for the sex talk, I got a book. He says, "Read this book, kid." <laughs> but he sat you down. He sat me down for Santa. Oh, that makes my heart hurt. <laughs> That's so hilarious. I can see your dad be like, "Don't do it." <laughs> But it was it was so good because like I have a knife and I'll cut it off if I have to. <laughs> he said that too. Uh, <laughs> but um, but he s- sat me down and, and he's like, and I, I asked that question. I was like, he's not real. And my dad says, well, no, he is real. Is Saint Nicholas, but he died a long time ago. And what we do on Christmas Eve is uh, in in his memory because he loved oh, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. And we we the only way the only reason why we're able to do it is because of his intercession. I'm that like, definitely cushions the blow. Oh my goodness, it was so freaking good. And so to you this, sure your dad wasn't the preacher. I know, right? His dad was. I know, but but, um, but to this day, like I remember that moment because it was that synthesis for me. Like it's Santa Claus is either real or he's not. And my dad said no. It's 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 something more nuanced than that. Something mm. more real than than the, the magic. Something more real than a dead guy, right? And it was and it was just powerful for me. 
Um, and so, like, even to this day, like, when my kids talk about it, because my, my Joel, I think the whole Santa thing is ending for him at some point mm. here soon. But Joel knows that St. Nicholas is Santa, and he knows that St. Nicholas died in, in 343 because he's my kid. Right? But he understands that St. Nicholas and Santa are able to do the things that they do because of the power of, the power of God. Mm. And that's what he understands. Um, and so he doesn't understand the nuance of it yet, but that's, that's like he's already there for the most part. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, that was kind of a cool, cool thing for me. It's like keeping it, you know, like yeah, like the tradition alive. I think uh, my cousin Erica, who I was telling you before, when her, um, her son Ash, who's kind of like twenty five now, but when he when he was little, I think even when he was real little or something, she was like, "Well, Santa Claus isn't a dude coming here; he's like a spirit, you know, and stuff like that." So that's how he always thought of it. It's like he's a spirit coming, you know, yeah, you know, or whatnot. So you can kind of play with that and stuff. <laughs> but um yeah i'll see what happens but we, like literally i don't say much with santa with right hmm. and um oh but with saint nicholas what's funny is we didn't do saint nicholasy stuff when i was a kid and my parents started doing stuff i remember i don't know if we did it when i was young too young but at least like maybe even junior high age that my parents loved to do christmas as a season and we started it at St. Nicholas Day and ended at Epiphany or Twelfth Night. And so on St. Nicholas Day, this is with you, you're gonna, with what we've talked about before, is um, we would get together and we watched the Disney movie that they made for TV, mm. a TV movie called Hans Brinker or The Silver Skates, which is off a book you said you read. Mm-hmm. And it's it is a it's a Famous Dutch story, probably written in the 1860s or so. Santa and was big in the 1860s. We could talk about that. We didn't get there. What? Santa was big in the 1860s. Yeah. And so was Nevada, 1864. But, <laughs> which we should put in our Halloween episode, the Nevada Day episode. That's right. So, um, so what's funny is it's it's around 18, or 1962. Disney does it for Wonderful World of Disney, which they did on Sunday nights. They split it to two halves. It's a TV movie based on the book. And now I find out it was filmed mostly in Sweden, which, like, crushed my heart because I thought it was all done in Netherlands. But all the B-roll was done in the Netherlands. So there are all these Swedish actors with dub voices and stuff. But they did the Hans Brinker story. And my mom's last name is Browers, which is Dutch. Because my grandpa, his father was from the Netherlands, comes to America, goes to Los Angeles, meets a... Another immigrant from Mexico in English-speaking class, because I guess they had that in the 20s, and they get together, and then my grandpa was born in 1924 <laughs> to a Dutch dad and a Mexican lady, Mexican mom, and then he marries an Italian lady, but being Dutch and Mexican, you kind of look Italian anyway. <laughs> Because he kind of had like that Vince Lombardi kind of look with the glasses and everything. So it's funny how that all worked out. But so mom like really, I feel like in our family, we've kind of like held that Italian thing too, as, as mm. you know, and stuff. And like all of our all of our um, holidays revolve around. Yeah. yeah, they at least 
If it's not, we throw something Italian into it. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's Christmas, and we're going to have muscacholi. <laughs> and it's Thanksgiving, and we'll make risotto. And it's Easter, and we'll have gnocchi. But even at breakfast, we'll still have frittata. <laughs> but we are part Mexican, so we have panduce bread. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, That's a lot of culture. Yeah, so we threw that in. Like I said, it's mostly food. So... My mom, I think, was the one who held on to, like, the Dutch part of the family the most. So she was like, this is cool. This is our thing. So we watched the movie because I think in the 80s it probably replayed on Disney Channel back before the Disney Channel became all all, all tweeny. Yeah, with the weird stuff. Yeah, all the the, the 12-year-old girl stuff. But so they play old stuff, so they recorded it on cassette, and we just watched it all the time. So on... You know, St. Nicholas Day or St. Nicholas Eve or something, we'd get together, watch the movie. My mom would make scones, which I don't think is Dutch at all, but still, that's what she did. <laughs> and then we She got us- enough of a diversity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever then, I want. And then, and then we'd open up St. Nicholas presents. But St. Hmm. Nicholas didn't bring them or anything. I learned about the shoes and stuff in, like, second grade because they did it or something where you learn to put, like, the... Um, you know, the nuts in there, the grass or something like that. or And then St. Nicholas's horse is what he eat him, his white steed. And then you get some presents later or something. But we, we really need well, What's funny is we do have wooden shoes. I have wooden shoes in my house. So my mom had wooden shoes that were her great-grandfather's or were her grandfather's wooden shoes. My mom had wooden shoes in the house. That's what she would have beat me with. <laughs> But they didn't look like Dutch Every shoes. family has... They look like chancos, but they were wooden, uh, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, but we had some wooden shoes that were, were, were from Holland because he brought it over on the boat, probably. Right. And then I remember my parents, they had like a, a flood in the house because a water main broke or something and like totally messed up the whole downstairs, and which was kind of good because my parents like... Changed the whole thing and had nice, beautiful floors for a few years before they sold the house. And but I felt like the sh- I thought the shoes were damaged or something. I heard you know and stuff. So I found out there was this Dutch store in Artesia, California, when I was living out when I was living out there. And when I found out there was like the Netherlands supply store, <laughs> and I was like. This is awesome. I'm going to go. And I found a bunch of stuff in Butthole for my mom. And I sat there and I said, here, wooden shoes. They're just plain wooden shoes, but we can paint them, I guess, or something. And boom. So I took them. And, and I have those shoes now. That's hilarious. But we, you know, so we've always had the wooden shoes. But we always got a present. On St. Nicholas Day? On St. Nicholas Day. Then we'd get our presents on Christmas, like usual. And then, you know, we... And we also and we also did Christmas Eve was at my my mom's mom's house or whatever we spent with my mom's side of the family. We got presents that day, and then Christmas morning was just usually the four of us. Christmas afternoon we used to go to a dad's mom's house for like brunch, and then we usually got a present then too. Gosh, yeah. And as we got older, and my grandma wasn't around anymore and stuff, but my aunt Lois would usually have some kind of post Christmas party for the family around the twenty. So then another party, like yeah. on the oh, Christmas yeah. night. Real quick, here's the That's exhausting. Oh, first of all, and he said party. My parents usually had a party roughly around the time, like that that week before Christmas. You know, like that last day of school before the break. Yeah. That Saturday, Friday, Saturday, they used to have a party. 
and it was a big, fancy, awesome party. Like, these were good. Like, when they used to have this tiny little house in Alhambra, which is when I was little, little, it was a tiny little place, and they probably had like 150 people in this tiny little place. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. And then later, as it got big, what's funny is my parents' houses got bigger. The parties got smaller and smaller. Aww. But but when we moved to West Covina, which is you know another part of LA, and um, it'd still be big. Like it's all their friends from church and school and work and whatnot, and both families and friends of friends. I mean, people showing up at ten thirty at night because they went to another party and now coming over and. And my parents went to the to the night. Like, my dad would wear a tuxedo. Wow. You know, and people would dress nicely. And, but my mom would spend a whole day doing hors d'oeuvres and stuff. Hmm. You know, like, do, like, you know, like, where you wrap the, like, cubes of cheese with salami and put, like, the cocktail sticks in it. Or you do the thing where you take, uh, like, sorry to say this, but pickles. And you take, <laughs> you take like, Dead pickles. Children. And you spear them, and you put cream cheese and wrap them in ham, and you make little pizza rolls and all these things. She probably made a whole, you know, it would be a whole, like our whole dining room table would be filled with all these things. And also we'd have, like, every room would have uh, the Christmas candy, which is, like, the Rolos, Reese's, and Hershey's Kisses that were always the red, green, and uh-huh. white and Starburst and stuff like that. Even when you went to the bathroom, there was a little thing of candy. <laughs> like, have you recreated that? No, it's kind of this thing that I really want to do. I literally talked to Lisa about that the other day when we were putting up the tree. Like, how I want to do this, but it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a huge commitment. It's a big commitment. And it's just like, but it's just like, I want to do these things because mm. it's like that stuff my folks did. And but it's just like that party was huge, and and then when we moved out to Vegas, it got smaller and smaller because so many people because everybody was LA based, and almost everybody stayed LA based. And then when we went to Vegas, we had more Vegas friends and stuff, and and we had some decent sized parties and stuff. And you know, but it just wasn't the same kind of as it got as it kept going on. But yeah, I've always wanted to kind of. Yeah. Continue to do that, and I think one of the, the later, latter ones, or the last one, or something like that, was around '07 or so. And I think, and and I remember, you know, we had a good amount of my friends from Trader Joe's and stuff who came over and stuff, you know. But I mean, <clears throat> they used to be pretty big, so we'd have, and then when we'd have them in Vegas, my uncle couldn't come out for Christmas because he'd usually spend because he used to come out for Christmas Eve. And then somehow on Christmas Day or whatnot, drive back to California to go to his wife's family. So after a while, it was just like, you know, we're just not doing this anymore. <laughs> so then he would come out on Christmas uh, for a Christmas party. And he's like, this is when I get to see my family. Because all my aunts and stuff, even the ones that lived in L.A., would come out. Would come out for that. Yeah, my grandma lived in town and my auntie Tony lived in town. So he's like, I get to see mom and dad and and you know my sister Joanne at her house and blah blah blah. So I'll come there and then it's like, oh, if we're gonna buy Christmas presents for Uncle Ricky, we'll give them to him that day or something like that. Yeah. And you know, so that was the other thing. So you had St. Nicholas Day was the start. The Christmas party was next. You had Christmas Eve with my mom's family. Christmas Day was always the four of us. You know, as little as Christmas afternoon at my grandma's house. As I got older, we had Aunt Lois's house. Always around the time the Holiday Bowl was. Oh, well, you don't 
football. So, which is the holiday bowl is always around like the twenty seventh or eighth. But it, I swear that party was always that day because I'd go downstairs with my cousin Jimmy and watch it. But and we'd maybe sometimes we'd maybe get a gift there too or something. I don't know. Usually wow. not. Then, a lot of presents. Here's the thing. Then we'd have twelfth night. And as people, Sheesh. so your, your parents 12th, had a lot of energy. I don't know. That's a thing. <laughs> they're and social. They're yeah. very, so, they were very social, which is, you know, so depressing to me because in their latter years, they were very antisocial. So it was just like, they got tired guess, and they're like, they just wasted. Neil, Neil will be social for us. <laughs> I, I kind of was too. You're right. Dude. Robert's going to do the same thing to you. Extroverts or either. Yeah. They were both extroverts. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever talked to Robert? <laughs> Yeah, but have you ever talked to Henry? Nope. I've talked to Lisa too, though. Like yeah, you, you guys talk to Lisa, and no. most couples I know, there's one of each. Yeah, there's very I have very few. I can't think of a couple right now who is both extroverts. I don't know. I know two introverts. I know two introverts way more commonly. Than, yeah, yeah, and usually one of each, not two no. extroverts. And you know what's funny? Oh, you know what? Maite and Jason. Are more oh, both yeah. of them are extroverts. Yeah, I can see that. She's much more than he is, though. Yeah, he's pretty extroverted. Too. He is pretty, but I'm just saying she's yeah. she's more extroverted. But what's funny is in my family growing up, there were four of us that were yeah. Oh my god! I mean, holy smokes! <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be exhausted just walking through there. <laughs> Did you ever oh, yeah. date another extrovert? Um, I dated an extrovert. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, kind of. Hmm. I think Lisa's the most introverted person I've ever been with. Hmm. Gotta be. But like me, GV, and like Sheena were the same. Yeah. Fernando, David, Lisa, same. <laughs> yeah. Pattern. Yeah. Something about that. <clears throat> yeah, we'll notice that. So back to so, 12th night. So one thing I always love is post-Christmas. I like... I love that week between Christmas and New Year's because you still have like that time off of school, you know, when you're a kid. And that's when we would, we would like go to like California or something when I was in Vegas or whatever, or, or I'd stay with my grandparents or whatever. But there's always that week that you didn't have stuff to do, but there was still kind of Christmas hanging on. And I feel like more and more nowadays, like it's like, well, today's the 26th, so I'll throw that tree on the front of the I yard. Know. And yeah, so we're very Canadian. Screw it. Yeah. But, and we had that neighbor, like literally the people next door to us when I was in grade school, you know, that like the six years we lived in West Covina, the guy next door, that thing was out there on like Christmas <laughs> on the 26th, like every day. And we were the ones who like kept everything up to the six. Yeah. And yeah. Our neighborhood too, like everybody takes everything down and we're like, uh, still Christmas until the sixth, and but uh, we we seem like the weirdos. But I've always been uh, to me. I've always been like before. I felt like New Year's was with it. You kept on at Christmas till New Year's, even secularly. You know, you know, and then maybe around the second or so, you can throw your trees out or whatever. February second. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and then when we keep it up, another six days is like we're super Catholic, so watch out. But. And then when people don't even do things like till New Year's, I'm like, are you effing kidding me? Like, at least do New Year's, you know? So, but, so you got your 12 days of Christmas after. So your 12th day of Christmas, the uh, 12th night, which I think is more of an English thing. And like, even uh, there's like a Shakespeare play or something. There is. So my parents, back to this, opposed to a big Christmas party, 
they would do a fancy dinner for a smaller group, like 8 to 10 to 12 or so. Babette's Feast. Dang. And that would be like we'd get all the couples together or something, you know, or whatnot. Mm. And, you know, my dad had like four real good friends. So it was like Mark and Pola. Mark was my godfather. Bob and Connie. Connie's dad was Sarah's godfather. Mel and Jan, Jan, Mel's dad's best friend. And, you know, those are the four. And then there'd be a few others or something or whatnot. And they would do a fancy dinner thing, which I hated as a kid to a point because... Because there's nothing there for you. There'd be 12 or so people coming over, and none of them brought their kids. (laughs) And they're like, here, sit in the back room with your sister. (laughs) The only good thing is my mother also made, this is more back to food, she'd make these little cheesecake kind of things that were roughly the size of a cupcake. You put like a Nella wafer, you did like a cheesecake-y, you know, know, like a Philadelphia cream cheese kind of thing, and then you... Covered it with uh, like the little cherry sauce, you know, with the cherries and the, and the goo or whatever, and you put those in, and and you. That was your consolation for yeah, the that party. Yeah, then I can grab like ten of those things, and <laughs> no, that sounds good to me. But uh, oh, you don't like cheesecake? <laughs> oh, oh god, I eat cheesecake all day. When I went to Disney World once, I had cheesecake at every restaurant we ate at. That's gross. Oh. So that was their thing, and then on Twelfth Night, we'd also get a present. Wow. Oh my gosh. But, it was also, but that was the end of Christmas, was like 12th night and stuff. So, but that fancy dinner I've always wanted to do. And now that I am in possession of my parents' fancy Christmas china, I can do that. There you go. And I've, and I've told Lisa I want to do a fancy dinner party. I mean, what's funny is the problem too is like, I'm like, we could do it with like a group of couples. And half those couples have like moved away. It's like, oh, we'll never do it. And now that we have kids, it's like I don't have any energy to do it. <laughs> but we can. I just got to get the chin out of the storage unit. But, um, but I know I'm totally hijacking this part of the podcast, <laughs> like usual. But <laughs> when my sister started dating James before they got married, it threw off our family dynamic of the four of us for Christmas. And my sister used to work at a timeshare where she kind of ran the front. She kind of ran it. So it was almost like it was a hotel kind of thing. So they had to work on Christmas, and but they had to work like half shifts. So at the point where she'd get off at noon, so we're like, yeah, we're all adults. You know, we're in, I was probably in my 30s at least. It's like, so we're going to go to mom and dad's. We'll go afternoon. Big deal. We don't have to go at 6 a.m. We don't even live there anymore. They wake up and wake them up. You know, so we go and do Christmas. Well, when she started go, and then the year she had James, she still had to have Christmas dinner at his mom's house. So when we get there on Christmas afternoon with him, it was very much like checking her watch all the time, kind of like, oh, we better rush this through. Right. And I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. Everything starts to change. This stuff sucks. (laughs) And you're right. Everything changed. It's not the dynamic that we've always had. Right. And I was like, I don't like this at all. I don't think I don't think mom and dad liked it at all. And then when she left, it was like, Rrr. and Neil doesn't do well with change. Sometimes. Sounds like it. So, I mean, you had to see that coming. Well, I did. Nope. But not even a little. <laughs> not really. Have you met Neil? <laughs> All change is a surprise. All change is a surprise, and it's always awful. Yeah, that's why he lives in Vegas, because very little weather change. Mm. Yeah, right. goes from hot to cold. Yep, very predictable. Okay, Mm. so back to the point I was saying. 
So at that time, I'm dating Lisa, but at the time, we're not together enough where when she left to go back home for Christmas, I stayed. So the next year, I was like, all right, well, let's do something on Epiphany when she gets back. And so what we did was we kind of postponed our Christmas day that I spent with my family or my, my parents, the four of us, who now is James, and then we'll now have Lisa. And it's like, for her, let's move into Epiphany. That way Sarah doesn't have to feel like she's got this time crunch and all this stuff. So what was funny is on Christmas Day, I was like, I don't know what to do with myself because I don't have my parents anymore. So I went to Mass, and my parents didn't live too far from church. I drove up, and we watched. I watched a movie or two with them, and they didn't do anything. It was like, because we're not going to do anything till Epiphany. We did everything Christmas Eve with the rest of the big else. family. But now it's like, this is weird now. But ne- but next week we'll bring Lisa and James and Sarah and everybody oh and we'll gosh. do our thing. Just wait till your kids are. Yeah, I know. Who knows about that? Oh, yeah. my mom struggled so hard, like because she's very much like that. Like things need to be. This is our tradition. Everybody's here on such and such day. Oh, she she struggled so hard. That's why it was like a, a super blessing that Jeevy and I actually lived out of state for our first two years of marriage, hmm. and that uh, that worked out really well. But yeah. Flexibility yeah. is big. Yeah. Because even then, and then when Lisa and I got, you know, then like the, so that Christmas, that, that, that epiphany, we got together and we were kind of, instead of getting together on the 6th, really, I think we were doing it on the feast day of the epiphany, which is the second Sunday or whatever. So, cause it worked out cause it was a Sunday and we just. Cause reach an 11. Right. <laughs> so we, we just kind of hung out on that Sunday night and we did. Our, our our little Whitney family Christmas with them. And then it worked out well, too, because we would do Christmas Eve at my mom's house for the whole big family. Oh, first we had to go to Mass, and because I'd have to probably work on Christmas Eve, then get off early, wrap up every last-minute present. <laughs> then we had to go to Mass, and the only Mass that worked was 4.30. Oh, uh, 4.30. <laughs> Which is the damn child choir Mass that 4... Thousand people come to yeah. fit in a nine hundred seat church. Yep, and because it never worked out, we can't get there at two and sit down. No, we have to get there at four twenty eight <laughs> and get there and sit in the effing vestibule like cattle. <laughs> and then when I found out they put chairs the next year, I didn't bring a jacket because I was like, last time I brought a jacket, I sweated myself off. You know, in the vestibule, so I'm not doing that again. And then I'm like, oh, I could sit outside. There was one time, it's so funny, we saw Father John, and some lady was just bitching him out about how crowded it was. And he's like, here, I brought you these folding chairs. What else do you want me to do? Like, I was like, oh, Father John, we were working so hard for this lady. She doesn't deserve this. And 10 minutes later, he's out doing math. <laughs> like, but... Yeah, four thirty sucks. So it sucked because we'd have to go do that. Then we run to my mom's house, do Christmas Eve, then sweet talk like my aunt Marie to drive us to the airport to take a red eye to New York City, so we could get picked up by her dad and drive her to grandma's house, and then we'd spend Christmas out there with her family, then fly back later. Go, you know, Lisa goes back to school, I go back to work, and then that Sunday, then see my parents. Piffity. For Epiphany. 
Wow. And then now that mom and dad are gone, it's like I kind of fell away. But I'm going to try to bring it. Well, Sarah and I are kind of like talking about bringing it back because I feel like I'm, I feel like me personally, I'm not putting enough effort into me and Sarah's relationship with that because I was like, oh, I see her on Christmas Eve with all the cousins and all the aunts. So it's fine. But now I'm like, it's my sister. I should probably. Hmm. And I felt like I kind of not been putting the effort in. So, hmm. so we we're going to probably try to do that again. Sorry. There you go. I know. I'm not trying to cry. Aww. But So I know that that was 45 minutes of me telling about, <laughs> about 32 days of Christmas. But the that's insane. Christmas, Christmas tradition. Tradition is nuts. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. of. Was it? Did both of your parents put effort into it, or was most of the like who did all the present buying and wrapping and appetizer preparing? And oh, his mom. Did your dad just put <laughs> okay, on no, a tuxedo and show said, up? No, 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 no. The things that you <clears throat> said were all mom. Mom did all the present buying and wrapping and the appetizers, but dad did a lot of other stuff too, though. But like for the Christmas party, you know, he helped set things up. He set the bar. He was the bartender. You know, and that was a full bar. Like, if you went up and ordered a drink, like, we had it all. Which I also love, too, because he would buy 7-Up for, like, mixers. But we never had 7-Up in the house. So, like, there was, like, a shitload of stuff. <laughs> there was, like, a bunch of 7-Up <laughs> left over. So I always associated, like, 7-Up with, like, special events. Party time. <laughs> That's funny. As a kid. But, yeah, so he would do that stuff. And, of course, he paid for it all. But... You know, but like for like the the fancy dinner on Twelfth Night, Dad did that. Like I was telling that to Lisa today because she. Uh, so. Because why? Oh, sorry. The, the thing, <laughs> today we let the kids help decorate the tree. Ah. Which is. <laughs> okay, the look on your face. Which is funny because, as a child, I was not allowed to help with the tree. Oh really? Oh no. Oh, my dad passed that off as soon as he really possible. No, no, no. My father is like, this is the way the tree needs to be done, and none of you effing kids can do this right. It has to be, first you do this, then you do that. Everything is per- perfectly spaced. I grabbed the graphing paper to figure this out, you know, all that stuff. So I never did a tree as a kid. And then by the time he would have probably let me, I didn't care. I was like, F you, I don't want to do this. Where my sister going to do the tree with him. Then she shows me pictures of my dad with her kids as little kids <laughs> through the tree. And I said, that is not the man I grew up with. <laughs> that is an old person trying to get into heaven. <laughs> Funny. That's an old Bill Cosby line. Yeah. But the point was, it's like, I never got to do that kind of stuff. Because children do not put the Christmas tree up right. So I'm watching Robert putting like four bulbs like in like a six inch circum- or diameter section. And then Lisa's like, that's killing you, isn't it? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Even though I didn't I'm do fine. the Christmas tree. But dad, so dad never let us do this thing until later. And so I really never really did a tree until I was like 35. <laughs> Hmm. See, we we always did trees uh, and the kids decorated, but I would always like do yeah. it wrong on purpose, oh. just to make my mom mad because I thought it was funny. And so I was also like the tallest, and so because um, Filipinos, <laughs> and so like I was in charge of the top part of the tree, so I would clump all the like 
round ornaments together in one section, or I would hang them on the chandelier or something like that because my mom couldn't get them down. That would piss me. Yeah. yeah. All right, you guys want to wrap this thing up? No, I'm still got more. Oh, story. you got more. Go ahead. <laughs> well, whatever. So the point was, <laughs> we have recently let the kids do that. And then sometimes I kind of clean up after it. But, like, even yeah, last year, there's this corner of the tree that just looks awful. And we're like, that's what the kids did. And I'm going to leave it. But the point was, like, Lisa's like, we're going to put a tape measure there to, like, to make sure that it's spaced right. And I said, did I tell you that story about Dad? And she's like, no. So, back to your point, it is on the 12th night dinner, there were times where Dad set up the big, you know, put the leaves in the... The dining room tables and everything. Mm. But to do it, he set up the place settings and he actually took like a yardstick to make Maybe sure that each like Downton each, Abbey. Like, yes. That is yeah, you know, yeah. My dad would do that kind of stuff, like Downton Abbey and hmm. you know Did he have issues with change? <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to see some insight. Yeah. <laughs> So he literally did the spacing and put the wow. yardstick to make sure it was spread out, <laughs> which is funny because it's literally what Lisa was talking about today. And she was joking with me because she knows I'm part Mo, so I'm going to do that kind of stuff. But I'm not so much Mo, but I'm also older. Like, Dad was like, so if I was five, Dad was like 28 maybe. Hmm. And he's just like, no, this is the way to do it, so get the fuck away, kid. <laughs> Sorry. Get away, kid. <laughs> And so, you know, I'm realizing these things that I couldn't do. And I think, oh, would I have let my kids do that at 26 or 7? Probably not. <laughs> Screw those kids. But mm. but that's that part. But back to even St. Nicholas Day, like Lisa's, I think Lisa never did St. Nicholas Day. Right. Um, because my parents did St. Nicholas Day. We do St. Nicholas Day. So she kind of, I think she does it for me. And we've been doing like, like a show, like you were talking about the pictures of it and stuff. So we'll give the kids something. Like, like this year we did all the matching pajamas and stuff. We give books and stuff. And, and one of the things that my grandmother used to make was this fry, it was this breaded steak. It's not like chicken fried steak. That's what that sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like, like when you get chicken fried steak, it's all like extra crispy. Yeah, that's great. That's what makes it This wonderful. is like smooth kind of oh, breaded. Like um, what like, a, a, like a pork chop or something? You know? No, uh, like a beef wellington type style. That's what it sounds like. Because it's real thin steak that you beat the crap out of to make it tender. <laughs> but then you still put it in like the egg and stuff and put it in the breadcrumbs or whatnot. So it's not like. like so it's like a puff pastry. A pop? What? Puff pastry. Sorry, my voice is not here anymore. Yeah, sorry. It's not, uh, I don't know, I have to see. It's it's a real thin layer where you can like kind of rip it off, and it's not crunchy at all. Like, Sounds like beef Wellington. Maybe it is. I really don't think I know what beef Wellington. Is. <laughs> I've heard about it in my whole life, but so my grandmother would make that. So my uncle still does that. Uncle Ricky did. So when we went to the desert house, he made a crap load. He took some, but and we chop up the potatoes into real thin little you know circles, and we fry those up. That was the thing. It's fried potatoes and. And, you know, we'd make that, like, on my birthday or something. But for some reason, Lisa associated that with, say, Nicholas Day. So she took two of my family traditions and kind of put it together. There you go. So we have that now, which is also hilarious because St. Nicholas Day was a Tuesday this year. And in our family, we kind of do a, our, with Lisa, she kind of does Tuesdays as, like, it's not Taco Tuesday, but more of a Tortilla Tuesday. 
So it's either like a taco or or like tamale, not tamales, but like enchilada, enchiladas or burrito or something in a Mexican-esque. <laughs> Along so, with St. Nicholas Day. So, but the thing was, she's like, well, St. Nicholas Day is Tuesday, so we're going to have to do bread and steak that day. I said, you know we can do it on Friday, on, on the 5th. It's St. Nicholas Eve. It's close enough, right? <laughs> She's like, no, we'll do it on St. Nicholas Day. Okay. So we had tamales. Uh, why is it tamales again? Maybe it's because it's Christmas. But we had enchiladas on Monday and like Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. She's like, ah, my whole week's off because we had we had enchiladas on Monday. And I'm like, I'm like really? You're that... Like, do you feel like we're off because of the leftovers or something? It's like, like when you're like, oh, tomorrow's Friday. I thought today was Friday. <laughs> but yeah, that did throw her off. But I do like that. I got breaded steak on Tuesday. And it was probably your best breaded steak yet. Nice. Mm. I'll give you that. That's a lot of tradition. All right. Let's wrap it up. Who wants to take us out? Terry Love. What do you have to do? I okay, know, real quick, how happy are you to be on this podcast? Oh, so excited. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Who doesn't want to be a special guest? Okay, real quick. You know what's funny is when you saw Lisa last Saturday, I was like, so how was it this, you know, how was it meeting with the girls? She's like, oh, it was fun. I said, is Terry Love all excited about being on the podcast next week? She said, no, she didn't mention it. And I was like, <laughs> and, I was like, and part oh. of Neil died. Did I know? When did you, I don't think I was asked no, that it far was after, in advance. No, because it's been more than a week that you've been asked. Okay. So I was like, Terry Love's going to be on the podcast next week. I bring up the podcast from time to time, and it falls flat. Lisa gives me nothing. Yeah, Dude, Lisa okay, listen. real quick. <laughs> that is my marriage. Really quick. You, <laughs> never Lisa mind. gives me nothing. Do you know how many funny things I say that just fall flat? Like, she loves it. Nothing I say. Pickle children. Pickle children. Pickle children. Okay, guys, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Merry Christmas to everybody, and uh, Merry all Christmas to all. All good night. To all good nights. Uh, reach us on uh, Adam Wolf's pod on the social medias. Um, David's heart grew three sizes that day. No chance. The moon um, on the breast of the new fallen snow. <laughs> See, I told you, breast counts as a body part. It sure does. Do you Both hear of them. What was that, that what that was? It sings, yeah. Oh. What sings? The dishwasher. What did it sing? Yeah. Away in a manger. <laughs> It'd be cool if it had holiday settings, but it doesn't. It'd be great. Can I please put the radle, radle song on there? <laughs> seem to be having a good time out there, Sprocket. Yeah, I like it when they have a good time. But I tell you what, somebody's got to do something about these dishes, Sprocket. Come on. I'll wash and you dry, okay?